today on 2C Vans. Do, do most scientists have an easy time understanding other scientists from different disciplines, or is it hard? Well, you all speak the same language, don't you? Sort of. <laughs> well, yes and no. We all speak science, but there's so there's a lot of speci specific terms and and things that are different for different fields. So a big part of the skill that they have to learn is how to share their science broadly to other scientists. And how's that going? <laughs> mm, I mean, yeah, that's I need the the, the science talk too. I know public speaking, but not scientific public speaking. Science talk. Science speak. <laughs> Hi, this is 2C Fans at Moat Marine Laboratory. I'm Haley Rutger. And I'm Joe Nicholson. And this is our podcast on marine science education and conservation here at Moat in Sarasota, Florida. We are in Sarasota. Indeed. And we have a couple of really, really great guests that we're excited to talk to you today. Um, First, uh, we have Dr. Kathy Walsh. Can you tell us uh, your program and what you focus on here? Uh, yes, my program is the Marine Immunology Program, and in this program, we focus on conducting research on the health of different marine vertebrates, including the sharks, skates, and rays, and also the Florida manatee and sea turtles. So, wow, you study the immune systems, the immune function of all those different animals? Yes, we do. We're, we focus on studying basic um, research with the immune system of all these animals. With the manatees and, and uh, turtles, we focus on studying how red tide affects their health. And with the sharks, skates, and rays, we're looking at different ways that they their unique immune system may be able to have a potential help for human health as well. Yeah. And, you've, and you've been here for a number of years now because I, I think you started before me even. Yes, I've been here for 26 years now. Yeah. And I came here as a postdoc and then I've, I've, I've stayed here and, and built my research program over the years. And you met your husband here. I did. And <laughs> we, we have been married for oh. 21 years, I think. Wow. <laughs> On this track, yeah. Dang. That's crazy. Uh, you're a moat star. You, you must be very good at your job and fit very well here. It's great. Um, and you brought along a really, um, a, another cool guest. Can you introduce our other Are guests? Are you cool? Are you? <laughs> I think I am. I mean, yeah. I like he's to, very cool. I like <laughs> to assume that everyone in here is cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, I would like to introduce um, our, our, your other guest. He, he is Ari Rios, and he is one of our participants in our NSF-funded REU program. And REU stands for Research Experience for Undergraduates. And NSF stands for National Science Foundation, huh? <laughs> so yes. that's it. It sounds like it was a it's a competitive program, right? You you must be a very dedicated science student. <laughs> I mean, they told us that <clears throat> they picked us from about four hundred candidates mm -hmm. and we're just ten. Actually, I'm going to interrupt really quickly. We had over 481 complete applications, and we chose 10. So. Wow. Yeah, wow. That, that was amazing. When they told me that, I was like, mm, I cannot believe it. Yeah, <laughs> we, we've been blessed, really. Where, where were you studying um, before you came here? So I come from Puerto Rico, yeah. and I study at the University of Puerto Rico and Mar del West, oh, okay. which is to the west of the island. It's really great. Nice. Fantastic. Um, what? How did you decide to apply? What made you want to do this internship? So I really wanted to. I really wanted to get into vet school, mm. and I really need to have lots of experiences under my belt to do that. So I said, no, I need an internship under my belt. So I applied. I was really looking for different options um, based on marine science because I'm really interested. It's one of my most my biggest passions. And I happened to find Moat, and I was like, oh, this seems interesting. They have coral research. This is awesome. So I applied, and thankfully, I got the job. So what, what project are you uh, focusing on here? So I am in the Coral and the coral Disease and Health Program. Wow. Okay. Uh, right now, uh, my research is going to be based on some 
um, some bacteria that we've isolated from some coral tissue down in the Florida Keys because there's a big epidemic going down. Yeah. And yeah. we are basically going to I'm going to basically characterize these these colonies to see which one which ones affect corals. And once we get that, then we can find out which bacteria is causing that cor that effect, the negative effect, so we could try to find solutions to the problem. That's incredible. I mean, I, we know the person who manages that program, Dr. Aaron Muller, and uh, we've heard how, how significant the outbreak of coral disease is in the Florida Keys, and there's so many different people working on it. Is it really exciting to be part of something that's meaningful like that? Well, I mean, yeah. really, it is. I've never, I think I've never worked on a project that's so significant significant and it impacts so many like ecos like the ecosystems and people and, and environmental health in general so i really am like very 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 happy to well be yeah on this and team. you can relate it back to the the coral reefs around puerto rico mm -hmm. as well. yeah i did some research on those corals we were trying to find out some something that could help find a solution to macroalgae that's covering them up hmm. um and we were trying to do that with parafishes so if I could achieve something here and, and maybe translate that into Puerto Rico's reefs, that'd be amazing. Really would be. That would be amazing. Yeah. Do you and in your project here, do you get to have some some autonomy and some choice about how you do the study, or does your <laughs> does your mentor? <laughs> what do you laugh at? Because they keep the interns under their thumb. Exactly. <laughs> no. I'm gonna. I'm going to interrupt real quick. So basically, th with the REU program, there part of the experience is for them to conduct an independent mm -hmm. research project really? over yes. the summer. Mm -hmm. Now, it's, it's only a 10-week program, so it's it's a, usually a smaller research project. It's a short, fast-paced program, but part of the requirements is for them to conduct an independent research project over the summer. Now, they do do that under the guidance of their mentor, mm -hmm. um, and and. They go through the whole process of writing a proposal and doing the research and then summarizing the research at the end. But huh. the goal is for them to be independent under the guidance of a mentor. Mm -hmm. So they're not just cleaning tanks and <laughs> scrubbing oh. bottles. See, Joe? No, see? no, we teach them all the parts of the scientific process. And then hopefully, you know, they'll be able to contribute their research to like a, a manuscript later on. Too. So don't ask them to get me a coffee. Joe. <laughs> <laughs> no, get your own coffee. <laughs> Always. Damn. <laughs> Interns have changed. We're at Mo. We have to be self-starters around know, here. I'm teasing. Get our own coffee. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Kathy, I was going to ask you, because they, cause our interns get to have a degree of independence in these projects, what do you think are some of the best skills they learn? What do they value the most when they finish up? How to get coffee. No. <laughs> okay, what they value, from reading there, because we give them like an exit interview and like an exit, mm -hmm. um, you know, survey that we asked them to fill out and what repeatedly comes up is that the most valuable thing that they learn is actually how to conduct research because mm -hmm. it's more is usually a more um, intense experience than they think it's going to be there's more parts to being conducting a research project than they realize you know as far as having to do like the background research and writing up the proposal and then collecting all your data and many of them are surprised that it doesn't always work the way they think <laughs> it will they think be, oh yeah. this is going to be so easy i'm just going to uh -huh. do this this and this i'm going to be done by now that time and it really doesn't work out so you know being able to be fully immersed in the whole research experience is probably the most valuable skill that they learn because many of them come here just with having minimal research experience like a lot of Been class work academia yeah, yeah. lab work and yeah. class work but not 
really being able to conduct their own experience yeah, or yeah. being in the field yeah. because they're you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i yeah. know some of our projects have demanding hours maybe or just really you have to be really rigorous about what you're doing in the lab or you have to do a big extensive literature search all of that sounds like a lot of work but like it could be really fun if you're passionate about mm, it definitely <laughs> yeah how did you get your um interesting coral by the way i was gonna <coughs> well i've since I was little, I've always wanted said that to my parents that I want to be a marine biologist. Yeah. Always, 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 always. And I am definitely interested in, in sea turtles and dolphins and sharks and all that. But I got I got the opportunity to work with a professor last semester, and um, he said that he knew a lot about fishes and that we could do something with corals. So he was the one that introduced me into corals. I, I had always loved corals too, mm -hmm. but I've never had the experience. So that was like... Uh, first time love like I saw it for the first time I saw got it, to loved it, it wanted more of it yes yeah. so I got into the field I absolutely loved it and since it's important uh, I said you know I could make a contribution that is very impact impact that impacts lots of people lots of ecosystems lots of animals so corals are the way to go so where are you in the project that you're gonna do for remote right now because you're early on mm -hmm. are you are you planning the project are you kind of figuring out what your strategy is gonna be so right now I've just had my I just wrote my methodology for the proposal. I am in the baby steps still, <laughs> but uh, right now we just scheduled what we're going to do for next week. We might start thawing plates and, and, and stamping onto different other plates. So right now I'm just uh, preliminary research, trying to write out my proposal, trying to get everything organized and see where this where this is going. Now, oh, at, okay. at each stage they have to th uh, I'm assuming they have to submit their work to their mentor yes yeah and and actually he's only been here for one week so he's really made a lot of progress already in okay. this time yeah. period but um, we have them work closely with their mentors so we have 10 students and we have 10 different mentors that are you know uh, have different research programs spread throughout the lab yeah, yeah. Um, but they work with their mentor to submit their proposal to and have them review it so they have like checks every step of the way working with a mentor and then after the mentor has approved their proposals and they send them all to me and then we have a, a group where we present they all share their projects to the rest of the group so we in a really brief presentation format so that everyone knows what everyone else is doing yeah that's good. So you can love science, but you might not like public speaking. So you have to get a little bit used to it, right? <laughs> mm, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I do like we. I last semester I took public speaking too, so yeah, I'm ready. I'm You're ready, ready for a challenge. <laughs> He's ready to do it. I, yeah, I remember public speaking. I felel very awkward. <laughs> I hope you're you're probably way better at it. <laughs> and later on during the summer, we do also offer a workshop on. Um, giving a scientific presentation and also preparing posters for scientific conferences. Yeah, when you're presenting to other scientists, how much do you have to um, clarify, not dumb down, but just clarify things? Like, do, do most scientists have an easy time understanding other scientists from different disciplines, or is it hard? Well, you, you all speak the same language, don't you? Sort of. <laughs> well, yes and no. We all speak science, but there's, so, there's a lot of speci specific terms and and things that are different for different fields. So a big part of the skill that they have to learn is how to share their science broadly to other scientists. Yeah, so. And how's that going? <laughs> mm, I mean, yeah, that's, I need the, the, the science talk too. 
<laughs> I know public speaking, but not scientific public speaking. Science talk. Science speak. So, yeah. I mean, there's so many different disciplines that work together. It's it's a lot to put together. Is that the biggest challenge you've had so far, do you think? Uh, the science talk? Yeah. I mean, I guess I'm not that bad at in synthesizing information, so if I could say it in one or two words, I think I'd probably be able to impact my audience. Gotcha. Very good. <laughs> um, Hopefully. <laughs> Very cool. Well, I was going to ask something, but I forgot what it was, Joe. I think you were going to say. <laughs> so oh, wait. I know what it was. Oh, boy. I Here we go. You ready? Uh, stop it. She's going to hit you with it any second now. She's no, going to hit you with it. It's nothing bad. Ready? One, two, three. Go. Okay. I, I remember you saying that you might be thawing plates or something. Are, is there bacteria that have been collected from, are there bacteria that have been collected from the field already that you guys are going to analyze in the lab, or do you have to go out and collect samples? So one of the technicians that works with the Aramos lab, um, sh he already collected some samples. Cool. He collected three, six plates in total, three of live tissue that was healthy or non-healthy, mm. and three that was muc coral mucus that's non-healthy or unhealthy. So he, the, the samples have already been collected, they've been frozen. So we need to use thaw that out and gently to not disturb anything so that we can start working and isolating colonies and checking out which ones are bad or good for the coral. Cool, so those bacteria have been frozen but they are likely to come back to life, at least some of them, right? And, and I mean, yeah, bacteria are very resistant organisms. So I really do think that I hopefully, hopefully all of them will be co will come back and, and be ready to be used. Yeah, I know that it's not always the easiest thing no. to culture marine bacteria, right? No. Well, yeah, and Dr. Walsh would know this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there's lots of challenges well. working with the marine environment. Yes. Absolutely. So I, I think you mentioned you wanted to become a veterinarian. Yes, I want to be an aquatic veterinarian in the future. And so is this helping your career in the way that you would be able to determine more readily or easily the uh, symptoms of illness in an animal? <laughs> uh, well, I was very surprised when I got here because Erin said, okay, so this is the topic that I think we should work with. And it's bacteria, but for corals. Yeah. And she said that that's what she assigned to me or that she thought that I would work with since I want to be an aquatic veterinarian. I was like, oh wow, I had never thought of being a veterinarian <laughs> or applying veterinary medicine to like corals, which yeah. are technically animals. Yes. So I was like, wow, this is amazing. I've never made that connection before. Yeah. So I think it would help me since I will be working with pathogens mm. and I've I've been thinking about maybe doing a PhD with along with my DVM, which would be investigating. So I would tech really do really do think that I'm going to focus on corals if I ever do a PhD and apply veterinary medicine, which is something that's novel and to be used with corals, to helping out scientists in the marine field because I want to work in the marine field too. Oh wow, that's so cool! That that's very cool. That, and you can probably transfer what you learn from corals to other invertebrates, invertebrates. Definitely, definitely. Everybody's well. got a microbiome, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's awesome, and I, I, I like your ambition. Doing the hoping to do the PhD in DVM. <laughs> yeah, fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's a, you got a lot of work ahead. Yeah. <laughs> definitely. Well, you've already taught us something new. Just that you know, veterinary medicine applies to things like corals. Most people would think, oh. Marine vet, you know, sea turtles, dolphins, manatees. Mm -hmm. Vertebrates mainly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's very cool. Um, so do you spend most of your time up here in Sarasota or, or most of it down in Summerlin? Uh, no. Which is our, our tropical lab. 
No, I I live in Puerto Rico. I, I live in Puerto Rico, so I almost never visit the U.S. So this is a two summer vacation, which is I mean, not, it's not a vacation. It's a vacation, you know, a work vacation, a work vacation. Yeah, definitely. I, I call this a summer vocation. A summer that's vocation. Yes, yeah. that's yeah. all. Yeah, that, that's exactly what it is. A <laughs> summer vocation. <laughs> oh wow. Okay, so you're only up here for the REE thing, and then you go back. Yes, that and is correct. Then, okay. Huh. That that's got to make it a little difficult to continue with the research though you would think yeah i mean it is a two summer uh, research project so I, well basically whatever whatever i do is going to help maybe another project a bigger project in the future oh, okay. and that's my main my main objective is to be a little piece in something that's bigger mm -hmm. um but i definitely will try to figure out if there's other problems in puerto, Ri puerto rico and and apply that to, to over there and who knows maybe in the future if I'm doing my PhD, Moat is, you know, it's right there. I've already worked there, so maybe, who knows? And, yeah. Mo and Moat's been doing the, oh, I'm sorry, Kathy, yeah. go ahead. I was just going to um, add that many of our mentors continue collaboration with our their past REU students, you know, as they long get further in, along in their career and things like that. So, oh. yeah, we have a, really maintain a good connection with the REU students after they leave. So it's not like a one and done. No. Like, yeah, um, no, no, yeah. not at all. In fact, many of them will come back for another summer, not supported by NSF, but, you know, just maybe, to continue. Yeah, just to continue some interest. of the things that they started, yeah. Well, yeah. And how, how many years has, have the REU program been here? I'm sorry. Yes, it's been here since 2003, so we're now in our 15th year. Wow. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Wow, got some history going yeah, on Yeah, and we've been able to support over 150 students over the Are years. Are you kidding me? Mm -mm. That's crazy. Yeah. 150 bright minds. Um, and so do you have any examples of REU students that went on to do something really interesting? Any any people you remember? Any noteworthy REU students? We have many noteworthy REU students that have gone on to do many different exciting things. They move around a lot, so it's hard to keep track of them. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, they're undergraduates when they come here, and so then they move on to graduate school and then, you know, postdoc and then end up, you know, research positions or faculty not all of them but some of them do and we've had several that have been awarded um the prestigious nsf graduate research fellowship award which is mm -hmm. only like a two percent funding rate and we've had over 10 of our students past REU students been successful in that program and that's a really um, good supportive program for research for graduate students um and we, we have several at different faculty positions around the country um, i'm not going to be able to come up with specific places and names now because like i said they do they do move around quite a bit but we're we're pretty proud of our past reu students and each year we actually invite one to come back and share their experiences with us oh, okay. um, and with the current reu group and you know how they benefited from the reu program in furthering their research career and how it helped them and you know the kinds of paths and strategies that they took to be successful further on so you do keep in touch with like past REUs. Yes, we do. <laughs> it's a moving target, but yes, we, we try we our best. Try. <laughs> It'd be interesting to have like a, a reunion of all the REUs mm -hmm. at some point, you know, uh -huh. say, hey, you know, we got 150 of you. Yeah, that's a good Come idea. Come on back and we'll have a reunion and mm -hmm. see how the REU uh, program, you know, affected your, your career and your, mm -hmm. your That's life. a great idea. Yeah. yeah. Before we wrap up today, I, Kathy, I wanted to give you a chance. Um, and you not only coordinate this stuff, but you serve as a, a mentor for REUs yourself, right? Yes, I do. Cool. Mm -hmm. So in your field of marine immunology, what um, typically can an REU student do? Okay, that has varied some over the years, depending on what projects I'm working on right then. It w I've had some that have been worked working on um, the uh, rescued red tide, red tide rescued manatees and how 
that red tide has affected their health. Mm -hmm. um, and I've had some that have been working on the shark immune system. The one that I have this year, she's working on the shark immune system and some of the interesting proteins that are produced by the epigonal organ. Yes, the, the organ that is in their immune system and produces some, some compounds, we think, that have cancer-fighting properties. Yes, and she's focusing on how it's going to, how it affects the shark cells. Ah, mm -hmm. so how it, how it, how the shark uses that organ and its properties for its own health. Yes, exactly. Cool. Mm -hmm. The manatee one is also really cool. I remember talking to you a while back about immune suppression in manatees with red tide. Mm -hmm. Very neat topics. Yes, and a uh, couple of our students have been co-authors on, th on, I think, on two of the red tide manatee papers. Oh, that's so cool. So, future Dr. Rios. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, hopefully, future Dr. Rios. Yeah, yeah, hopefully. Uh, uh, I, I believe it. I think uh, he's going to make it. I'm praying for that <laughs> to happen. I'm praying for that to happen. Yeah. <laughs> what, uh, what, what kind of advice or what would you say to somebody who is uh, thinking about applying to be an REU? Would you encourage or what did, you know, how would you encourage them or what advice would you give them to help get them into the program? So my brother is really interested in, in this RU program when I was, except that he fangirled along with me. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but definitely get, um, if you want to be an RU student, which is an intern, which is a ex uh, research experience, even if it's for first time research, if you can do a little bit of research or maybe be a volunteer in someone's lab, or maybe work as a volunteer at any other aspect, uh, whatever you want to do about That'd be great because you demonstrate that you have some experience mm -hmm. and that you can work some some hours and you could do X or Y type of work. So if you could do that, I think you'd, you're set. Also, <laughs> try to do your best in classes. Academic yeah, is yeah, also yeah. important. And if you could write a proposal for yourself, that'd be amazing. I wrote a proposal and I think that's, I, I had to scientifically write, had to have time to, I had to learn how to scientifically think and get yourself a mentor. Mm. If you have yourself a mentor that could evaluate your proposal, then you're like, oh, you could figure out if, it, if it's good or not. So, so basically, yeah. the, the students at home need to kind of make friends with their professors and ask for their advice and, and do a little extra time, um, ask if they need help in their lab or something. Well, and having a mentor in any field mm. uh, is is always important. But how do you think he did there with his, uh, his advice there, Dr. Walsh? Uh, excellent. Um, <laughs> we do try to target students who haven't had a lot of research experience, but at the same time, it's helpful if they've had some experience working in a lab. I mean, that's an important distinct distinction. So they know uh, how to use a pipette. Well, and also <laughs> so that they know that that's the kind of thing that they like to mm -hmm. do. Um, because b working in a class is very different experience from working in a lab. Um, and also, you know, as far as their recommendation letters and things like that, if somebody can tell me that this student is very good in the lab, then I'm more likely to take that person than this person got all A's in my class, you know, because that's what we're doing is lab work. Yeah. So even if they can volunteer or, you know, most schools have some kind of program where you can at least spend a little bit of time in a lab or doing field research, depending on what that right, you know, what the field is that you're interested in doing. Mm -hmm. And so having something like that and, and being able to get a recommendation letter from somebody that can address how you were able to do that beyond classwork, you know, because we get, we have such a competitive program. We get so many yeah. excellent students that say again, how many you had? Uh, we uh, had 481 uh, complete applications. We also wow. get I don't know, countless numbers that people who start for, their application for, for 10 spots it. for 10 spots. Yes. Wow. <laughs> that is yeah. a lot. Yeah. Dude, you won the lottery. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I did really. <laughs> And he did a really good job on his application. <laughs> uh, <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you so uh, much. 
and and then the mentors, you know, they they identify which program areas they want to go to, and then the mentors actually choose their students. I don't actually choose them; we just kind of divide them up. I choose mine, <laughs> but we choose. You know, th there's like minimum criteria. There's a GPA and things like that that we have to have. That we have a cutoff for some of those things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you have to. Mm -hmm. It might have to get even more rigid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, every year we've had only excellent if you're, students. Only so. if you're a Mensa uh, member. See, I'm not one of them. So Me neither. <laughs> 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 All right. So before we wrap up, I want to ask the, the scope of the different programs that took REUs this year. Can you give us a sense of um, which, which subject areas took students this year? Oh, yeah. We have students in many program areas in the lab. We have one in marine immunology. We have coral health and disease. We have two in fisheries enhancement um, in ecology. Uh, we have one, a couple, two in marine mammals. Um, and we have one in environmental health. We have one in phytoplankton ecology. So they're each, you know, each one is in a different program. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. pretty much spread out. It is, it's spread all throughout the lab. Very nice. Mm -hmm. Oh, right. and also we have one in aquaculture too. Ah, oh. cool. Well, hey guys, thank you very much. Thank you, I really appreciate it. It's been, it's been it, really. very interesting. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, <coughs> good luck on your, your degrees, plural, that you're, you will be trying for. Um, really, you know, It'd be awesome if you could do both. Yeah, it'd be really amazing. I really would want that to happen. Yeah, <laughs> I can imagine. Thank you very much, Dr. Walsh. For You're welcome. For joining in us and talking about this. Yes, and I am officially a fangirl now. <laughs> 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 all right. Well, it's been great. We will see you all in another two weeks for an episode, the next episode of 2C Fans at Moat. Right, Joe? That's right, Joe. Bye. <laughs> Thank you.